So, hello and welcome to, I think we're now on episode five of From Hut 22. So I realised having listened back to last week's podcast that obviously by the time actually we get to publishing, it's it's a few days after the actual event. Um, and we were talking last week, or I was talking last week about the weather, uh, as, as you know, as we do, and saying how lovely and sunny it was. And I think by the time it went out, it couldn't have been colder or more miserable. So I thought it's probably an idea just to set the context. So today is actually Bank Holiday Monday. Um, and uh, yeah, it's still cold. It's still miserable. It's raining at last. Um, but I probably think more crucially, just to kind of give you some sense of, um, of where we are in the week, it's also the day after the final of Line of Duty, the finale of Line of Duty. So for, for those of you that um, have been following that, that's where we are. So... Um, this week's podcast, I am going to be talking to uh, Trisha Elliott. Um, so she's another friend of Skiros who I have never met. Um, and in fact, probably only recently connected with in the last few weeks um, because we've been at some of the same sessions, uh, probably notably the improv session on Tuesday evenings. Um, I think uh, <laughs> quite flattered that we had, uh, we had a discussion, which perhaps we'll talk about, but... Uh, around you know what we might do if we got stranded if covid hits and we were still on the island and um yeah uh trisha very um uh kindly said that she wouldn't mind sharing that with me for a night so um yeah we'll, we'll see whether that's true after we finish this conversation but also i think uh there's probably a very strong possibility that our paths have crossed before because uh, as it turns out, Trisha is actually or was local to where I lived. I think we've probably got some things or, um, yeah, uh, we might even have some people in common. But anyway, um, that's enough of me waffling on. So I will go into uh, welcoming Trisha. Hello and how are you? Hello. Hello, Paula. I think we probably do have people in common. I grew up just outside Cambridge and I think you're there, aren't you? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm Cambridge as well. Yeah, yes. I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's uh, Bank Holiday Monday. It's not a work day, so I've been out for a swim in the rain outside today. Um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> bracing, very bracing. Um, yes, so yes, very well, thank you. Okay, is that with or without a wetsuit? Uh, no wetsuit, no swimming costume, but I, I wear a swim cap nowadays. So okay. uh, at least my head was warm. Well, no, that is very brave, I tell you. I, the only thing that I can tell you that I've actually effectively done today is I, I am in my uh, my boiler suit, which I know I've, I've referenced before on um, Demos. My, my find of lockdown is a, a boiler suit, which I love, uh, and I have been painting, so I've, I've kind of achieved something. But, Ooh. yeah, yeah it's the rest of the afternoon today, isn't there? <laughs> But talking of the weather, I uh, was looking at some photos that I took from my first trip to Skiros um, when the weather was very much like it is today, raining and raining heavily. I have a picture of Beth Legg and Alison Nicole Smith in the rain. You can see it's pouring down behind them, (laughs) both smiling bravely, (laughs) wrapped up in as many layers as they could find. Yes, yes, that, that was a year it rained a lot. Oh my goodness! So that's not the image that most of us will have, is it? Of, kind no. of 
wet island. No, um, no. So was that earlier in the season or was it just a bit of a one-off? Um, I went for the last but one week of September, uh, of, of the season, so that was early September. Went for one week, decided on the Thursday of the first week that I needed to stay for two. <laughs> so that oh, was yeah. the last two weeks of the season and the very last week of the season it poured. Oh my goodness. Mm, huts were Fair flooded, happened. people had to move. <laughs> oh really? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and how long ago was that? So 2015, that was my first trip to Skiros. Mm-hmm. Um, though I'd heard about Skiros in 1988. Okay. I, was, um, I was stuck at Athens airport for 26 hours because of an air traffic controllers strike. Um, so there's me and a girlfriend, we've been to Spetsy, a tiny little Greek island. And yeah. um, uh, so we were delayed going home. And while we were at the airport, I bumped into a family friend who had been to Skiros and oh, told yeah. me all about it. Okay. We had plenty of time at the airport to talk about it. And at the time I thought, this is fantastic. I want to go there. And then probably forgot about it by the time I got <laughs> home. So between 88 and 2015, um, you know, I'd, I'd uh, become a bank manager and a successful career in the bank. And then I left that job. I got married, had two children, got divorced. Lots happened in that time. And my first trip to Skiros was shortly after my divorce. I think that's in common with a lot of people looking for a safe, comfortable place to go on a holiday. Yeah. Where you're going yeah. to be held and supported. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's definitely promoted as the place that you can go to on your own. Yeah. But, you know, lots of people do go on their own. Mm. And also, I suppose, um, you know, I, I know we've all got kind of various stories about how we've actually made the journey, that you know, the physical journey there. But it, it's not too much of an undertaking, is it? Because... You know, as soon as you get to Athens, potentially you, you can start to be with other people and travel with other people as well. Mm, mm. No, I, I was quite used to traveling on my own and I've always been adventurous in that way and taken holidays by myself and just done different things. But I, I was in need of you know, supportive company rather than being on my own. Mm. And uh, Skiros, I thought, would fit the bill. Though I have to admit, when I turned up, I thought, my goodness, where have I come to? What is this place? It seemed a little bit alien, but once I relaxed into it, it was just fantastic. Okay. And you've been back since 2015? I've been back once since. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd much rather go back every year, but that's not possible at the moment. But yeah, I've been back once since. And I went in 2018, again, the last two weeks of the season. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, my first visit, I stayed in Hut 6, which is quite, quite um, elevated. Had some nice breezes through the hut. Uh, but the second time I went, I stayed in Hut 34, which has the best view from its front door. You can see across the tops of some of the huts, out to sea, through the trees oh, wow. and out to sea. So. Okay. There you go. Next time anyone's there, go stand at the front door of Hut 34 and look out to the sea. It's a beautiful, beautiful view. Arrival for Hut 22. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so I also have my favourite hut. So tell me about your first um, your first visit then. So you were, um, aside from the weather and um, kind of what took you there, what, what did you get out of it? What did you do? What were your courses? Oh, goodness. Um, 
so the first week I was there, I think I did singing and dancing and I can't remember what else, but I, I was a little bit ill. I lost a couple of days because of tummy bug. I won't go into okay. details, but it just it wasn't pleasant. Um, so I missed a fair bit of it. Um, but um, at the end of that week, I'd recovered enough to be able to sit in the bar and chat with people. And um, I was chatting with Dave Bourne, who did a comedy improv week that first week, that I was too nervous to volunteer to do. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Um, I, I'm, I'm over that now. I definitely do it this time. Um, but I remember thinking, oh, I wish I had done that. I wish I'd had the courage. Um, and then I can't remember what I did the second week, but I, I do remember. Oh, yes, uh, Tony Hawks did a comedy writing course. So I did that. Okay. And probably fun. more singing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, it's a long time ago, Paul. I can't remember six years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I, I remember meeting some lovely people who I'm still in touch with and have mm -hmm. kept in touch with them uh, through the years. And, of course, now that Francis Kiros is online, we've reconnected and re made those bonds stronger. It's lovely. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's been amazing, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I can definitely um, resonate with your, you know, your thoughts about not wanting to do something, big, you know, the, the improv course. Um, because the first year I went, uh, Elon Freeman was doing his course and I just, mm -hmm. oh, no, you know, this is all crackers. I'd love to do it, but there's no way. And I didn't do it. Um, but was just so blown away by what the guys did at the cabaret afterwards that I thought, oh, I so wish I'd done that. Um mm -hmm. And I then thought, uh, in my wisdom, that I would find ways of making it happen here. So I booked him to come and do a one-day course with my team. Um, but I hadn't really said very much to them because I thought if I said to my team, you're going to do a day of comedy improv, but with the focus being because they're a play service, that they would get back in touch with their playfulness. Mm -hmm. um, they probably wouldn't turn up so I just thought I just said to them we've got a training day you know regular training day and then he turned up and it was fascinating seeing those people who got it straight away and just went well you know we can't leave so we better do it <laughs> and other people who I think have probably still not forgiven me to be fair <laughs> <laughs> but what so so you know you did it and you got away with it I got away with it. I got away with, yeah. So I wanted to do it and obviously um, joined in with everybody and loved the day. It was brilliant. And mm. actually those people that got something out of it have used those, um, some of those techniques in their, their sessions with children. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't money wasted. Mm. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, so I've, I've got photos of, you know, the sign up board at the beginning of the week where... Uh you go and put your name against whatever. So I, this, my last visit, I took a picture of the board so I could remember what was on offer. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and what I signed up for. Mm. So what did you do the second time? Oh, um, Celestine was there doing, leading some singing. So I, I did that, um, which was just amazing. Uh, she's her, oh, I had a crush on her for that, that holiday because her singing voice is just so fantastic. 
Um, and then I did improv with Alison Goldie, which is oh, really good fun. Really good fun. Oh, sounds mm. good. Yeah. Yes. So what sorts of things have you done on Friends of Skiros, um, you know, during the, the lockdown and the, the um, Facebook offer? Online? Mm. Mm, um, started with just watching Demos each day and kind of reconnecting with some people. Um, I've done a, a lot of mindfulness type of um, courses, um, uh, the, the courses that Michael Eels has run on mindfulness um, and I'm joining in with Julian Russell's Wednesday afternoon two-hour sessions each week mm-hmm. and um, that includes a, quite a long meditation most weeks and I find that's really useful for maintaining balance and um, you know, keeping me keeping me well. Um, comedy improv on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. um, which is really good fun, really really good fun. Um, and the wit that comes out is just fantastic. You know, it's, it's original wit. It's not someone standing there telling jokes. It's uh, making up stories on the fly quite often. Yeah. Um, and then I've learned some Greek with Natsola. Okay. First first week, he, he got me reading Greek with Greek okay. letters. It's just amazing. Amazing. Haven't been lately, but yeah, I'll get back to it at some point. Um, yeah. Lots of things. I try and join in you know, as when I can. There's some arty stuff, but not not quite as much as I would as I would like to do. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. And so, how how has the last year been for you? And kind of, you know, has it sounds like quite a few friends here or things. So presumably, you've got quite a bit out of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, lockdown didn't change things much for me, to be frank. Um, I worked from home anyway. My okay. My other half started to work from home, and yeah, that's okay. Um, and it didn't change my lifestyle that much because I wasn't going out much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quite a quite an at-home life. Um, I, I guess the gym being closed and not being able to go for a swim that made quite a difference in terms of physical activity. Mm. Okay. But but I made a decision at the beginning of lockdown to. Um, to, to not hang my happiness on future activities. I realised very early on that I would um, hang my today happiness on tomorrow's plans for a holiday. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. and I, I realised I had to change that, that I'm not going to survive if I can't make plans for the future and I can't make plans for the future, so I had to change that. So I'm um, trying to make each day joyful in itself. Yeah. Um. So I um, joined in with Friends of Skiros. I have a singing group once a week, um, just singing for the, the joy of it, yeah. um, which is lovely. Unfortunately, we can't hear each other sing because if everyone's got their sound on, it's cacophonous because mm-hmm. nothing quite <laughs> synchronizes. Everyone's slightly out of time. Um, but yeah, that's really good. Um, and uh, a couple of other networking groups that I belong to that meet up and you know, these are my friends I've known them for years now yeah we just meet up and catch up with each other it started as business networking but it's more like personal support now okay um and that's fantastic too so if anything my my world has expanded some during lockdown okay yeah yeah I can understand that definitely yeah yeah now that is really interesting 
And I think what you said about, you know, listen, you know, that whole notion that we should live to today has not really been brought into much focus, really, has it? Now, because we can't book things, we can't make plans. And and I'm very much like you, I was very much of a kind of, you know, I might be on one holiday, but I'm already, you know, thinking about the next one. Or, you know, while I'm actually at an event, I'm thinking about, you know, what gig to book or having things in my diary and not maybe enjoying as much what I should be when I'm there. So Yeah, exactly. It's about being present today, here, now, and enjoying the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's taken this situation in a way for me, certainly, to... To, to appreciate that I think mm. yeah mm. so um yeah. you said you're working from home what do you do oh well I don't anymore <laughs> during lockdown I was made redundant from my job which was okay actually because I was on the verge of stopping anyway so I've, I've spent my life working in and around and with money Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was a bank manager, I was an accountant, I was a financial advisor, and I was doing offering financial advice until oh well we only a month ago, it was the end of March when I was made redundant. Um so um I've not had any paid work since then. Um I'm loath to call myself a pensioner, but hey. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm I'm in the process of redefining myself as an artist. Oh, okay. Though I have, I'm not particularly prolific, and I'm still learning my skill. Okay. Um, but yes, I, I've signed up for a course starting in September at a local college. Um, it'll be a full time course, and I haven't worked full time in many years, <laughs> so that's going to be a shock to the system. Um, also, being doing this course with 18, 19 year old people. Um, that's going to be interesting too because I'm you know closer to 60 uh, so yes interesting time coming up oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Is, is, yeah is that something that you had thought you would do if this situation had, is it something you've always wanted to do or is it you know, kind of sit down and think about it I think I think I stifled my creativity when I was younger because of fear of criticism, um, because uh, with something like maths, you can you can prove that it is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas with creative things, there is no particular right or wrong. It's just it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I stifled all my creativity far too young, uh, a mixture of all sorts of causes. My my eldest child applied to go to university some five years ago, and she did the same course that I'll be starting in September. And when she was going around looking at different places to study at, I was going with her and also looking around and thinking, this is really good. I want to do it too. Oh, why can't I do this? And of course, you don't steal your child's thunder, do you? No. So, <laughs> so I waited until she's finished her studies which she very nearly has, and, um, and the opportunities come up. You know, yeah. It's all fallen together, and I can do it this year, so yes. So I'll, I'll give it a year and uh, and see how I go. Ah. Oh, that's very exciting. Very, um, yeah, it's a, a completely different direction, isn't it? So, oh, um, absolutely, 
absolutely you see you know when you're dealing with money you don't particularly want to have to use too much imagination <laughs> you need to be a bit straight laced and honest whereas whereas in in art you can you can be honest in a different way and, and just let it go and let it flow yeah and do you have a particular medium that you work in oh i'm not that advanced <laughs> i've got to try things out first so i've just been doing lots of drawing and uh, experimenting with painting and printing and i've yet to get to the sticking and gluing bit but i'll try that too so it's, it's not something I've allowed myself to do in my spare time either. Um, I, I, it, I think it takes courage to get started mm -hmm. and, um, and to not worry about other people's views. And it's taken me to get to this age to, to not be so self-conscious that I wouldn't start. Okay. I've also had to give up on my perfect. I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I've had to let that go as well. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think I had this view that if I if I didn't get it right first time, I obviously wasn't very good. But you know, that's not the case. You just need practice, and you know, it's taken me years to learn that. Yeah, yeah, and and what? Yeah, yeah. You you become your world the world the world's worst critic, don't you, of yourself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. have you have you dipped into the um, creative coffee club at all on Sunday morning? Uh, no, I have another commitment on Sunday morning, so yeah, it, it's not always possible. So um, I, I've been once and enjoyed it, and would recommend it, yeah, and I will nice. go again as when I can. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm asking you. I haven't dipped into it, but I've just been quite amazed by what uh, Jenny has posted. You know, after the the, mm -hmm. the range and yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Well, also, you know, the fact that it's still going and still popular means it's it's working, and mm. it's yeah, you know, um, the people going are getting something out of it. And I certainly did for the one one trip I made, mm. a trip, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the one visit, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we started when we were talking about uh, you, you and I, kind of probably having a bit of a um, yeah, a stamping ground in common. Where are you based now? I live in York. Ah, oh, okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lived in York since '97. So okay. it's very much home. It's where where my children were born, and you know that that roots you to a place. So it's very much home. And um, yeah, but prior to '97, I moved around East Anglia for a decade or so with jobs and things. But home growing up was a village called Cottenham, which is just north of Cambridge. Mm -hmm. um so first 20 years of my life there okay okay so york is very in some ways quite similar to cambridge isn't it there's some yeah some similarities i think um okay and you went to because we picked this up with me last week but you went to hills road six storm college which, <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i didn't i went to to netherland six storm but um i had lots of friends that went to hills road and my kids went to hills road so yeah yeah so yeah so i chose hills road sixth form because it was um hills road high school for boys when i was younger uh -huh. and both, both my brothers went there when it was high school for boys and between them leaving and me reaching sixth form age it had changed to a sixth form college and i think it was you know brothers footsteps which is an odd reason to choose a place to go study but hey <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we probably, you know, at some point, I'm sure our paths have crossed in town or maybe a pub or something or, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, kind of just a village, definitely. Oh, yes, yeah. very much so. Um, York is the same. It's it's a similar population. I think Cambridge is a wee bit bigger in population, but yeah, around about two hundred thousand people live in York, and um, I think I'd I'd been living here maybe four or five weeks when I you know was able to say hello to people down the street and know who was local and who wasn't. Um, yeah, it's a lovely place to be here in York. Really yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've got a couple of kind of uh, what I've been calling my wicked questions, but um, they're probably not so wicked anymore. Um, so uh, you are sixer. It's the evening. Sun's gone down. Um, who are you going to be sharing cocktails with? Who would you like to be on that balcony with? Say that again. Who would I like to be? So, so the sun's going down at the bar at sixer. Yeah. Um, who would you like to be having cocktails with? And it can be, you know, it, it could be Tom Cruise if that, you know, floats your boat, or, or are there some tutors or people that you would particularly like to see? Oh, right. Okay. So the sun's <laughs> going down, then the butt of the bar, I just sit, uh, and I can choose anyone in the world to have cocktails with. Yeah. I think I'd like to have cocktails with my mother when she was 20 before she got married and had children I'd like to get to know the young woman that she was not because not because I'm missing her just just so that I could get to know her when she was younger okay okay interesting yeah that would be that would be amazing I'm sure there's lots of people that would probably um, like yeah, I, I think that would be really, really interesting. And of course, you know, great thinkers of the world and so forth. But uh, actually, you know, on a personal level, my mother. <laughs> yeah, no, that is lovely, actually. And actually, you know, thinking about it, because my mum, you know, considers herself to have been quite, uh, I think, she was probably a little bit ahead of her time, I guess, to some extent. She went to Italy as uh, an 18 year old to. Uh, to be a nanny something yeah. that I had never would never cross my mind as, as her wanting to do she's quite you know she's quite shy and retiring really mm-hmm. um, and when I think about it now I think my goodness you know that was that, was in the that must have been quite something to do hmm yeah well, yeah you know, talking about mother stories my mother came over to England when she was 19 she was from Germany okay um so that would have been uh, 43, uh, 52, okay. when she came over to England. So post-war, a German yeah. girl coming to the UK to be a nanny. Um, uh, so that took a lot of courage, mm. a lot of courage. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah. And my mum then went into the army, so she um, served for a few years um, in the, yeah, in the, in the army uh, she she wasn't there for that that many years, but to hear her talk, you would think that she you know she ran it single handedly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, you know we talk about friends of Skiros and and it being a tribe, and I think actually certainly anybody that's been in the forces that seems to be a tribe as well because yeah. she's you know she's continued to this day going to 
um, reunions mm. and events that are run by uh, yeah the RAC. So. Oh, I think very much in the forces you have to act as a team, mm. and and that that creates that that feeling of tribe and looking after each other. Mm. So it's not surprising, is it, that they get no. together occasionally? No, occasionally they do it loads <laughs> or when they can. <laughs> Mm. Okay. okay and then um so you've had to talk about to chat with your mom um what song is going to get you on the dance floor oh right uh there are many that would get me on the dance floor uh very many and my mind's gone blank <laughs> Um, so uh, it, it wouldn't be anything like Abba's Dancing Queen, um, it would be something a lot more funky than that. So uh, let's say Black Cherry, play that funky music. Okay. That yeah. one always works, but there are hundreds of others. Yeah, so you wouldn't be, you won't be a shrinking violet, you won't be watching everybody else get up and dance. Oh no, definitely not. And I, I, and I don't need Dutch courage to get up there either. You know, um, uh, I, I'm, yeah, first on the dance floor. Good, good. Well, I hope one day that maybe I'll be able to join you. That would be lovely. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. cracking night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking forward to getting back. Yeah, so were you yes. planning to go this year, or if you could, or is that not on the card? Um, uh, if there were no COVID, I'd be having a gap year now. Okay. Because I've finished working. Um, but as there is COVID, that's not going to happen. So um, if I can, I will. But I'm not going to make plans until it's clear that it will be a comfortable journey and a comfortable stay, mm. and not too many restrictions. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be good, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to um, turn up fraught and not be allowed to move around the island or do things I want to do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think that I also don't want to be queuing and spending hours trying to get back into the UK afterwards. At the moment, that's one of my sticking points that, you know, knowing that you come back are so totally refreshed and in a completely different headspace mm -hmm. you know, three hours stood at Stansted would, <laughs> that will be gone in a, a flash so yeah yes yes yeah like likewise um if I do go I'd want to um I'd want to go and stay for a month or so and have, have a week on the island then go to Atsitsa and then another week on the island and then home um so yeah, everything would need to fit together well. Mm. And also I'm starting a course, and so I, I like to go at the end of the season when it's not as hot. Okay. And I'm starting a course early September, so it may not fit this year. Okay. okay, but hopefully next, if not. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. That's it, so it's, it's that place I go to. It's that happy place in my head I go to when I need to escape the world, you know, and just, just take yeah. somewhere else in my mind's eye. And, um, you know, that's it, so sat maybe at the far end of the bar or maybe near the house just looking out to sea mm -hmm. yeah lovely yeah mm. i think yeah as if, as if you of us have that as a <laughs> as oh, our yes. answer, which is brilliant okay well thank mm. you so much trisha for your time today well thank um, you for, for for inviting me oh no it's been good it's, it's really lovely to chat to you um i hope you get to make 
um, something of the rest of the bank holiday that we get is. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's now raining. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pouring with rain here. It's yeah. fine. I'll, I'll I'll do something at home. Um, yeah, there's always stuff to do, isn't there? There's always stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I look forward to seeing you probably tomorrow evening. I think it's uh, the improv course. Yes. Yes, I will be there. All right. See you there. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.